knows the we are live. Earth is cutting up. Good evening, everybody. What is going on? I got M from Level One Games and Randy from Back Sports Page. How about we get this sto- this show started? Why don't we? I already stumbled on my words. Let's go. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? All right. We're good. Okay. We're good. So this is, uh, I, I'm kind of thankful it's Wednesday. Wednesday always feels like a holiday. Um, this is the fourth show of the Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast in five days. Wow, aren't you tired? I am actually uh, honestly a little tired. We did the uh, we did the prediction show of backlash on Saturday, the post show of backlash on Sunday, and then the post show of Raw on Monday. So and you know, about- m- Monday being the late night, we usually get done around twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. See, but this and is the best now point. we got tonight because we're we the main event. Four. The this main is the main event. Main event right here, pretty baby. Much. Main pretty event. much. This is our midweek matchup. Thank you guys. Uh, for hopping on, for those who of you who are uh, are viewing us tonight and are about to listen, we appreciate you. So let's get this show started. Uh, really quick, we're going to talk about a couple things uh, very fast before we get into the AEW Dynamite. Uh, so uh, first things first, uh, news uh, coming uh, from uh, WrestleZone.com. That's just where I found out the news. Uh, Evolve uh, potentially uh, closing down and selling their uh, library to uh, WWE. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think it's a mistake. I mean, I get it, but WWE take they're they're taking advantage of it right now, and uh, I don't blame them as a as a company. But it, it sucks to see an, a company close, especially during uh, COVID, and we're just starting to get out of it. So it hurts me as a wrestling fan to see another company go down. I hope this isn't the first of many. And I, I cross my fingers that my, I really don't want that to, to be a, a thing where everybody's closing down. And the only way we're going to see it is on the network because I don't have the network anymore. So <laughs> I don't want that to be a thing. But uh, it's it's scary when you really think about it. I mean, if they're closing down, how many other places are, are wondering or, or considering closing down as well? I, I have a different view of it, and I, I think it's... it's. I look at the Ring of, Ring of Honor type of situation with Evolve, where if you sold your library, not sold your library, but gave WWE the rights to it, where you can air your programming and even air your current shows... It may not be a bad thing to have it there because you have a direct target audience mm-hmm. where your your shows can be aired live and you can p- catch people up on the history of your promotion. And if they're still going to run live shows, as long as it's not under the WWE banner, but you're, you're doing stuff with your library with them, like Impact started doing a little bit. Impact started using, you know, WWE started using Impact's library a little bit. I don't have too much of an issue with it. And if they're well, selling them, the, if they're selling them the library, and they're still going to run live shows, look, you're getting a whole set of eyes that may have never even knew that you existed 
because of the WWE platform. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, do I think it's a good thing for the business? Look, you don't want to have one company monopolize everything. That's what we had in 2001 um, during the ECW, WCW uh, folding situation. I think it was a bad time for the business. The business is starting to look healthy now with AEW, with WWE, uh, even Ring of Honor. Impact is, is solidly coming back and looking very good. So... Do I think it's a terrible thing if it's done the right way from Evolve's standpoint where they're still be able to have, which are not handcuffed by the WWE, and that's, that's like Evolve's not being swallowed up by WWE. If they still have their own identity, but, they're, but their footage is on the WWE network, I, I think it could be okay. I mean, but what are they? Are they closing down for good? Because that's what's exactly uh, so, what is looking like. Evolve yeah, so, would be okay. uh, closing down for good. Yeah. You, and then, you just said the video library. And then so, WWE no, he, would be getting the video library. Said they're closing, and that's what I yeah. said. I said it's a terrible thing that they're closing. You ignored the whole part about the closing. Well, because you say a lot of things. I just stopped listening to you. Everybody. I know you know. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> 4:45 M. Took me that long, huh? <laughs> no, I, 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 it's, it's terrible. I, I don't want to see any of these promotions. Like I, I, I say this on a weekly basis. This is one of the best times to be a wrestling fan, and I don't want the virus to be a reason why everybody starts going out of business, and uh, a lot of these workers don't have a, a place to perform and get paid at. So I love having all these places, you know. Uh, the, the the choices that we have nowadays dwarf the choices we had when we were growing up, you know. So I don't want to see that dry up. So I, I I see this as as a, as a disaster. The fact that WWE will will have the library uh, for fans of Evolve that's great, uh, but Evolve will be no more. That's that's uh, how I read it. And this is a uh, something a little bit similar to uh, the Paul Heyman. Uh, ECW situation because what's going to happen is uh, WWE would buy Evolve and uh, Gabe uh, Sabalski, whatever his name is, uh, Gabe um, would be coming over uh, with uh, WWE and then finally working full time. As uh, you guys know, the Evolve uh, system has been a major feeding system uh, to NXT. Uh, uh, Riddle, Thatcher, uh, Sh- uh, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Adam Cole was down and involved for a while. Pretty much all of NXT that you see right now uh, was in involved. Yeah. So remember how this worked out with Paul Heyman? It's the same thing, and it will it work out exactly like that. So I I I, I wanted to throw one other one little tidbit in there too is. Like, Em, you made a comment that you don't want to see these companies go out of business. We're going to know in the next two to three weeks on how the wrestling business is going to be able to rebound with live crowds. I know WWE experimented bringing some fans back in. Yeah, good job uh, this, with this, that. This, uh, <laughs> that worked out real well. We'll talk about that in a moment, I'm sure, right, Wayne? Oh, we're we'll, yeah. we'll going into it right now, really oh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wade's gonna be at the next taping for <laughs> over. At the I'm like this era. waiting. I'll, I'll be <laughs> taking tons of vitamin emergency. I'm, be down just, it the whole time. I'm I'm just saying though, we're gonna get an idea now of what it's going to look like, and how healthy the business really is from a live event standpoint. Uh, especially when AEW starts touring again for their uh, for Dynamite and when uh, WWE starts going on live events and we're going to start seeing if it's going to be healthy enough to get wrestlers who are like, go to some of their jobs back as well. 
See, but the problem is that I don't think this is still too early. We're, we're just starting to emerge out of this pandemic and, and, and it's not over. We have no vaccine. So this isn't a picture of what the future holds. The future will be much different. And hopefully you'll see fans enter. Um, recently, uh, we opened our, our, our store in uh, Pompton Plains, Level 1 Games. Everybody keeps asking us, hey, when are you going to do events? Because we, we do a lot of like magic events and Pokemon events. It's the same thing. I'm not going to start letting people in. We just opened, man. It's too early to sit there and allow people to, to, to play in store and potentially get each other sick. Uh, it's the same thing with wrestling. We're just starting to emerge. There's still, what is it, about 24 states that are spiking right now? Yeah. We're not out of this. We're we're still dealing with it. This this yeah. isn't over. You know, some states are doing well. Some states are not doing well. So this was not the time to go, you know what? Let's let fans in the door. This is a great idea, especially if, you're, if your state, if the state that you are in is spiking. I, I just don't understand it. But probably okay. New York has been the best. Uh, the numbers have been consistently going down. The deaths are almost near to zero, thank God. Uh, new cases was about uh, uh, in the 20s, uh, to my understanding, uh, as I was uh, watching the video of Cuomo yesterday. Um, so New York is doing it right. Uh, apparently something's working. The numbers are going down consistently every single day. Um but, you know, now uh, that puts New York in a position where, you know, we may slow down our process. I'm not too sure exactly what's going to happen. They may not even allow fans in the arenas um, at all this year, especially with the coronavirus spike going on around the country. And, and, and that's that's what I see. It's like that. That's a very big possibility. So I, was it too early to start letting people in? Of course, it's too early. I mean, we're just starting to come out. People are still contracting it. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have medicine to, to, to help us get through it. We're just finding like maybe this medicine can uh, help 0.5% of the population survive it. Now is not the time to say, hey, you know what? Sign this waiver and come in, but don't sue me if you get the virus. Why are you doing this? It makes no sense. I think that we are, uh, like you, like Emma says, I'm agreeing with Emma. Holy <gasps> I think uh, I think we are jumping the gun way too early to have fans in the arena, not just with pro wrestling, but I think for with any sports. Um, it's going to be very interesting with not only with pro wrestling, which has been we've been lucky enough to still have. If you're a WWE fan, to still have new new content for Raw and SmackDown and NXT every single week. AEW having new content every single week. We've been lucky because if you've been a fan of Major League Baseball or the NBA or in the NHL. You've been on hold. So getting these things back and then just getting the product back is one thing, but then getting the fans through the doors would be something totally up, totally different. And I, I think it's too soon. I think you have to um, you have to wait at least another three to four to five months before we can even dis discuss bringing fans back into the stadiums. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know what's happening now is that, uh, you know, with all these protests going on, these, math ga uh, these mass gatherings – and it's not a knock against that. Certainly not. Your voices should be heard. Absolutely. Uh, but we're in a, when we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's not necessarily the wisest thing right now uh, to be gathering in thousands. You don't know who's carrying what. The masks are not 
hundred percent safe. They help, but they're not a guarantee uh, to prevent this uh, spread. You got uh, people uh, all up on each other's business within not just six feet, much less than that, probably within inches of each other, uh, marching the streets. And no wonder why we see uh, a pandemic of, um, you know, coronavirus spiking all over the place in many states, um, coincidentally, at the same time as uh, all the protests that have been taking place. And I hope to God uh, it doesn't um, happen in New York. And so far, it's quiet. But, um, you know, people just need to be a, a little wise and proceed with caution. There's nothing wrong with your voice. Uh, you know, being heard, and I, I'm I'm a full proponent of that. But uh, when it comes to a pandemic like this, uh, this is the results of what we're now seeing of um, you know being reckless and thinking that uh, it's uh, you know everything is, we're out of the woods. Uh, no, we're not out of the woods. But it's, um, it's not just the protests; it's also the places that were opening yeah, immediately. They just, right. a couple oh, states opened up a little earlier. We don't care. Come, uh, economy is more important. And don't get me wrong, as a business owner, I I do agree. We, the economy is important. I love being open, but let's be realistic, man. These 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 guys just flung open the the doors and didn't really plan. And so a lot of these places that are spiking, like Florida, eighteen point five million paid to uh, make wrestling essential. Those were the the, the dealings that that were uh, being done. That's that's where people get exposed. Now you're, you're saying, oh, you know, like we can let people in the door. This is what you get. This is the same thing. The, 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 I think they're planning on opening Disneyland, I think, uh, next next month. Yeah, that uh, might slow down a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead, yeah, Brian. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I would say tonight Tonight was the first night that uh, me and my family went out for um, – we did outside dining. We went to a restaurant. We went outside dining. And you know they, they when we got there they had us you know they took our temperature when we got there, and we didn't know how to give them our names and everything else like that. We had yeah, to wear masks. Contact tracers. Yeah, so we we so we had to wear our masks. Uh, and then then they said, okay, you know we're us as servers and bartenders, everything that we have to wear our masks, but you're since you're dining outside, you don't have to wear them. We're like okay, and and all the tables were set up and. We had a, a meal. It was it was nice to be having a meal outside of the house again. And it was like, actually, I'm not going to lie to you. It was really weird not eating at home. You know what I mean? It was like, or eating in the back of a car or something like that, being able to sit at the table and actually go to dinner. Uh, it was nice for once. But this is the state of the world that we're in. And the problem is, I think, as a society, we've grown impatient. And when, and that's the one thing I think the one, that's the one word that everybody has to sort of grasp is patience. If everyone is patient, we will get back to some sort of semblance of normal. And you guys know my better half; she works in the medical field. It's going to take time. There's the, the first the first the first set of vaccine. They're rushing it out. Yeah, everyone but it doesn't just mean that it's, it's going to be effective. They're, right, they're, that's they're what I'm cutting, saying. Yeah, they're cutting every corner to get it on market, but we don't know if it's actually going to work. Right, and that to me is the most important thing. And like, I I, I don't want to make this a depressing message because this is you. This is. Is I, I know. <laughs> Listen, I got I, me, right? I, I I got messages through Facebook saying Emma's going to go heal on us. I rather him go heal on me on wrestling instead of you know life lessons because at this point in time, like 
one of the beautiful things about what we do with not only over at Back Sports Page and M does at Level One Games, and Wayne's been able to, to develop with uh, Deep Six, uh, the Deep Six podcast, is being able to make it make this a distraction for everybody. And I think that's what the most important thing is. We're all wrestling fans. We all want to get back into the arena. We all want to watch the uh, blood and guts. We all want to be able to see everything. Uh, but as as radio hosts and doing these podcasts. Our job is to make sure you guys are as entertained as possible and uh, and also us being informative to you guys too. And I, 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 can, I can't speak for Emma or Wayne, but the one thing that I've been able to learn from all this is being a wrestling fan is being able to appreciate the product which you have in front of you. Now, the AEW has been very, 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 very good throughout this whole entire pandemic. Even some of their, their tough shows to watch, still the wrestling action was very, very good. I'm not a Raw and SmackDown fan that much anymore. I haven't watched much NXT. I know you guys have both been watching AW with me. Wayne, you watch more WWE than I have. M is a New Japan fanatic, and he watches. And they and just that, came and, back. Yeah, and, and so they're, and they're on their way back, too. And, I, and I'm just redeveloping Impact, and I started watching a little NWA Power myself. And, and I also watch Be the Elite as well, by the way. I watched that with, and that was just absolutely hysterical this week. I haven't I was, seen that. Don't tell I, me. I, I was on the floor laughing. I've been busy. With, with that being said, those of you who watch us every single week, I think I speak for all three of us. Thank you for watching us and listening to our opinions about the AW product. We want to make sure we can help for the hour long that we do this, make sure that you are as entertained as possible uh, and make you want to come back the following week. And I know you want to see me go here on uh, Randy, especially Randy, always Randy. He's my target. So you guys got it. I will do my best. I won't let you down. That's Having not nice. said That's that. That's not nice. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm just a sweet, innocent boy. Ha- Having <laughs> said that, let's get right into it. Uh, we, we just got done watching uh, AEW Dynamite about 40 minutes ago. And um, not the best show. Not the worst. Kind of falls right in the middle. It was, de- it was decent. Couple couple minutes, you know, um, to be expected with a couple of in-between shows, in-between pay-per-views. We got Fodder Fest coming along in two weeks, so they're still building to that. Uh, I would expect next week to be better, and then a week after uh, the go-home show. Um, no, actually, we have one more Wednesday, don't we? Today is the uh, 17th the 20th. Uh, yeah, I think we have one more Wednesday, so next week would be the go-home show for AEW Dynamite oh, that's um, right. yeah. for, for yeah. Fodder Fest. So I'm expecting a great show next week. Uh, today was decent, so let's get right into it. The, um, the, the, the show starts right away with the AEW Tag Team title match. Um, we obviously knew what the results were going to be on this, but we got a pretty good match. We had uh, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, the uh, Dubbed as the Natural Nightmares versus Kenny Omega and Hamman Adam Page. Um, you know, it was pretty cool because we just talked about it uh, a couple moments ago. That was pretty funny how we had Britt Baker. Uh, they, they cut to her uh, passing notes through the pulley uh, to Tony Schiavone a couple times. Uh, you know, first off, it was commenting on our tie. And then uh, later on, uh, talking about Aubrey Edwards, how she uh, should not even have a job. Uh, why is she fired? It's a conspiracy. So we thought that was pretty good for character development. We'll get to that a little later on. Um, then we see uh, Omega and Hangman retain the tag titles, which we expected. Uh, Kenny Omega gets the pinfall win on QT following the last call. Uh, what did you guys think of this tag team title? Title match. 
QT looked very good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he he does, but he always looks good. I mean, for a guy his size to to do all those flips, and I forgot who it was that they, they said. Um, every time they come in early, he's over there practicing flips, uh, and he's he's like I said, he's a big dude to be doing that, and I'm I'm always impressed to see him. It may not look perf- perfect, it may not look flawless, but I mean, again, it's a big dude doing flips. I am 5'8", and I can barely walk straight. So I was impressed by that. Uh, the match was good. It was hard-hitting. Uh, you know, my, my dude is always there uh, t- teasing me with that heel turn. I know it's coming. But the match was good, and uh, I still don't see where they're going to go with the alley thing because uh, we got that uh, at the end. But uh, one one thing, like you mentioned, the the fact that they're keeping Britt Baker, and and I don't care what what anyone says, we're big fans of big Britt Baker, big fans. She's good, man, and and she's grown so much, and uh, she's there hurt, and 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 they're keeping her presence alive. So that that means that they have big plans for her, and I'm, I'm glad. I I personally think she deserves it. She's been working hard. You can tell. Uh, I I hope she gets better and she's all good for all out. Uh, but- I mean, we found her in a dumps uh, later later on in the show. We uh, we see uh, Swell uh, take her out and um, you know kidnap her uh, not too long after like the first or second match of the night, and um, we later find her. Uh, the camera cuts to the dumpster. She's in a dumpster. And uh, what was it? Know, Reva, Reva uh, brought the the camera crew. To yeah. see her rescue, and he's still yeah, I think she had like the uh, the the find my phone app on her phone yeah. <laughs> to, to to you know help track Britt Baker. And they led her to the dumpster. That was great. I I I had a lot of fun watching that. Uh, like like I said, the stuff with Britt Baker, uh, as I, I I like it. It, it tickles me because she's just such a jerk. And uh, poor poor Reba is it Reba or Reba? I I, I can't. Uh, I think she said Reba. Yeah, but she calls her Reba. I think the girl's name is Reba. Okay. If I'm correct. Uh, like I said, I, I can't get enough of this new Britt Baker. It's so much better than, hey, I'm just a dentist. Uh, I'm glad that she's doing it. And, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. But the match that we're discussing, it, it was very good. And uh, the outcome, like like you said, we all expected it. Uh, so, But it was nice. It was physical. And to see Dustin wrestle the way he, he wrestles now, he's he, he's definitely left that whole gold dust gimmick behind, and he's just a wrestler there, man. And I it, thought he was supposed to be retired. Yeah, yeah, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna retire, and uh, the, just AEW does that, man. It brings out the passion. People, he looks great. And he does. He looks amazing. Randy, what do you think? As far as the match is concerned, is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, Look, the stuff with Allie, I, I, I texted you guys what I thought. It was, I don't There's like her. There's still no on air explanation of why she yeah, is I, not with Butcher and the Blade right now. Yeah, I think they're usually good with tying up loose ends, but they're not tying this loose, loose, loose end up. And I liked her in that role better. But I like, I still think that that, you know, the Butcher and the Blade were left for dead the minute, um, the minute Cody and Darby Allen beat them. Yeah, and uh, so so Ali, um, I think Ali does. Ali is going to they're going to do something with her. She's too talented not to. Um, 
I think they're just, just, just too talented not to be involved with something. As far as the actual match is concerned, look, we all know what this is building towards, okay? So, like, you know, I, Dustin and and uh, QT, it's that's going to blow up eventually. You know, that, that will blow up eventually. And the Kenny and... I felt like this week we sort of took the week off from the Kenny Adam Page drama show, and it was just tag team wrestling for them, business as usual. And it was a good, it was a good match. And the one thing I can tell you about Britt Baker also, and I can't state this enough, it says something to that. This is a negative point. It says something to you about the women's division right now when your most over female is the one who can't wrestle and is getting the most TV time every single week because not even Sheeta, who's the women's champion, is getting that that tv time right now well l- well listen 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 i wouldn't put it that way but you, you, you have somebody like I'm the sorry, rock it's the truth you have it's somebody like the rock who wasn't even the best wrestler at the time and he got over how he got over by his mic skills he yep his talking uh his image the way he carried himself in and out of the well no i won't say in because i felt like he got better as like 99 and 2000 rolled yeah. around oh yeah definitely but, but definitely. yeah somebody like the rock it was all mike skills uh and and the way he was uh, presenting himself mm-hmm. so right. now i'm not but, saying but, brick is no rock but you're missing my point mean, but she, she, missing- she's doing it good because of her presentation no he Crap yeah. on women's division because the their biggest star is the the one that's hurt and they're not really showing anyone else. But I, I disagree with that. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's not exactly how I said it. I mean, I'm saying right now, Britt Baker is getting the most TV time. Like, let me remember, right now, you have Stratlander who's out. She, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, Britt uh, Baker. ACL. Yeah, yeah. Britt Baker who's out, but they're putting her on TV. I'm and you know obviously Nyla Rose is still in the picture. You have some of the other other girls Sheeta. who are still Sheeta, who's still you know yeah. obviously the champion. I'm just saying that in this situation the division still revolves around what the champion is doing. And at this time, Britt Baker's not even wrestling, and she's such an integral part of the show. So I'm just I'm not trashing the division. I'm just saying usually yeah. the champion the champion of that division should have. A little bit more emphasis of what the show's going. Yeah, but we had months of Sheeta, and Sheeta was on TV last week. So it's not really fair to say, "Hey, the champion's not around." She was dead last week, right? But I'm saying, as far as look, did Brit have three segments tonight? Yeah, but Brit, well, Brit, Brit Baker's yeah, been the you're best. You're just trying to fight me on this right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're just trying to fight me right now. Look, look, look. I'm just making a point. Just, Every single. Oh, I'm just making a point. Britt Baker, over the last few weeks, and I said this is a, a tribute to her, the work that she's putting in to her character. She's doing an excellent job. She's getting multiple segments, and it's hysterical, and she's doing a great job of getting over. But at the same time, you have other competitors who are very, very good, and this is the one thing that WWE does very, very well compared to AEW, with, even though it feels like it's the same rotation of six women at WWE, it feels like they're finding a way to get those six, six or seven women involved in an integral part of this story. And right now, I'm seeing a lot of Brit, not as much as the other females, just not Sheeta. You have matches. Well, we saw Pinnell before tonight. Ford has been all over the place. Another uh, favorite of the show, by the way. Exactly. Another favorite, another favorite of the show. And uh, like, it's going to be very interesting to watch Sheeta versus Ford at uh, Fighter Fest as you both grin right at me. <laughs> uh, you're the bad boy. 
Listen, look, don't look at me. Wait, listen, Wayne's always on time and he's always early from what he's saying. The early bird gets the worm. So that's all I have to say about that. But look, at the same time, I think they still that division still has to grow a little bit. No, I mean, listen, uh, I, I definitely agree. There's definitely um, growth that needs to be done for sure. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. Um, so the only difference is you have six or seven women who are constantly on one program. Meanwhile, WWE is using the same six women across all brands. It's a big problem. You can't compare that. Yeah. That's a uh, huge problem. It's a conspiracy theory, as Britt would say. About Listen, know. don't make me get a Charlotte up in here, and she'll take over. She's tall and blonde. I heard that you two were close. Yeah, we're, we're very close. Yes! Yes! But anyway, uh, no, but the... Uh, the uh, you know the, the women's division is going to take time, and um, yeah, they're they're the AEW women's division is growing every. It, it's um, improving in some way, shape, or form, and uh, you know once everybody comes back healthy, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna shape out to what it should be. I, I'm truly, truly believing that, and then at the same time, they're bringing some new faces on TV too as well. So we'll see what we get out of them. We saw. Um, two relatively new faces tonight. Uh, we had um, uh, Anna J. She was featured as being in action tonight. So here I am thinking that she's gonna uh, get a squash match and get the win. Uh, but that certainly was not the case <laughs> because uh, we had uh, a new uh, making her first uh, appearance on AEW Dynamite. Uh, we had Abaddon. Abaddon comes in, defeats Anna Jay in her debut match on Dynamite. Then we see the Dark Order come out. Evil Uno presents Colt uh, with an envelope. Um, so oh, as you guys oh, remember last yeah, week, we saw Colt Cavana knocking on the Dark Order's locker room door, and he went in, and we don't know what happened from there. Um, so that was one little thing going on. Uh, in one segment, which is awesome. And then, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe it might be an, an offer from Dark Order finally. Maybe it's like a contract. Who knows what that paper said. While that's happening, you see Dark Order helping out uh, Anna Jay out of the ring. So it looks like Dark Order is uh, aggressively uh trying to uh recoup people as we can see uh we see anna jay greeted by brody lee on her way out uh being helped by dark water members uh what'd you guys think of this segment i thought it was good uh we're talking uh so here's the thing is i've seen anna jay and i've seen uh what's her name again abaddon abaddon I got Abaddon. Abaddon. I got to remember that because I just remember as the freaky. It's so it, it's you can remember by the word abandon, but without the end. Ah, yeah. I'll try to associate it with abandon, but uh, I I've seen her wrestle uh, Sheeta on on Dark, and yes. uh, that was a good match. So I was familiar as soon as they they announced who Anna J was facing. I was like, that's weird. This is. This is going to be a weird match. Uh, Abaddon is is not conventional. She's more in the vein of uh, mankind when he first got there, with all the blood and the uh, it looks like a zombie. I mean, even I like horror, and even she crosses that line for me. It's like ah, no, it's a little too much, <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because Abaddon uh, gets the the win relatively easily, and immediately uh, the Dark Order come out. Uh, they take her away. 
which is again intriguing. And they give um they give this guy uh called Cabana a, a contract. So I went online and Tony Khan says they they offered him a contract. So I Dark Order. Dark Order. Okay. So it's sort of figured out the contract. And uh, apparently they'll reveal the details of that contract later on on Dynamite, but I, I don't remember seeing that. That's what Tony Khan wrote on his Twitter. So I'm not sure if maybe I I closed my eyes, I missed it. Yeah, you definitely had your eyes closed on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this happens really uh, quick. Um, it, they didn't have the camera on it for long. Um, maybe uh, what a five second transaction? No, no, no. It was more like ten to twenty seconds because they show uh, Cole Cabana looking at the papers. Uh, Evil Uno comes up to him uh, with another member of the Dark Order up to Cole Cabana who's on the outside. Yeah, they present the envelope. He's looking through the papers, uh, and then they cut away. They, and then they focus back on what was happening with Anna J. No, I, I saw uh, that from there. Did they? Give us the details because I don't they know didn't give the details, yeah, yeah. Um, but you hear the commentators uh, trying to figure out what it could be. And they were suspecting that maybe uh, it's a contract of some sorts. Yeah, yeah, because Tony, uh, Tony Khan on his Twitter wrote it, it, it was a contract and that okay. it, it would give us the details of that contract later on tonight. But I they don't, didn't give the details away. That was it for that. that. That's the thing I was I was hung up on because I'm like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll get some clarity later on. Maybe they'll do it online or something but nothing was said on the show what the contract uh entailed randolph you may take over is it, are you there i think we lost randolph i think he's pulling a gimmick on us right now i think so he's doing the whole uh stoic look into the camera i'm waiting to see if his i think i saw his eye move did you he looks kind of dead to me. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Oh, yep. Oh, he was frozen. Yeah, we lost him. All right. So we'll we'll think about letting him in. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. No, he'll come back in. Um, we had Billy Gunn versus MJF. Pretty good match here. Uh, uh, pretty good match here. Uh, you know, through this we see uh, Britt passing uh, more notes during the segment, which we already explained about already. Uh, we see Billy Gunn. He gets distracted. Wardlow throws MJF that dynamite ring. That ring is becoming more useful to MJF ever since uh, MJF won that dynamite ring. Um, so we see MJF use that ring that Wardlow threw him when the rest back was turned. Uh, MJF wins with the knockout by punching, uh, gun, uh, giving him a knockout, uh, blow, uh, to the head with the ring. Uh, he gets the pinfall on gun. Um, so Billy gun is, uh, aging pretty well. I must say, I mean, he's huge. minus a couple uh, <laughs> loss of some hair follicles on his head. He looks pretty good, um, moving around okay guy. for his age. I don't think that Billy Gunn was a great tango partner for MJF, though. No, it was more storyline than uh, match, in my opinion. This was just like we're we're gonna showcase it, but was it a good match? Uh, far from it, and and. Especially with what AEW puts out, this isn't a marquee match that I would show my friends to to get them into the product. Definitely not. 
No, I, I the other part of that too is Gunn looked like he was he was wrestling a WWE style in AEW. That's what it felt like because Gunn had been there with WWE for so long. And you know, I said this in the, in the text, and Wayne made a comment to me about it, and Emma wanted to get your opinion on it. With MJF, you know, he's he's still very young, very very young. Uh, great heel, great character. Still needs some polish in the ring. Um, uh huh. You know, I you know I know. Listen, he had some great matches with Jungle Boy. He looked great against Cody. I again, I watched. I I actually went back and got to see a little footage of him in MLW. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he can't work. I'm just saying, it, obviously, there's still a lot a lot of room for improvement here. And and I think being a great heel and being a great worker is even when you have a situation with a guy like Billy Gunn, where you're yeah, he's not the best dance partner there and i know you're on tv with time restraints you, you just want to try and get a little bit more out of him the match was it was what it was it did exactly what it was supposed to do it's supposed to help get mjf over it's supposed to show that he and warlow on the same page you know he hits him with the ring you know everything of that nature it did everything it was supposed to do i know that but right now i'm nitpicking right now that, that's i know you guys I, I, that's fine I, that's what we're here for exactly yeah, but so we're just nitpicking i just feel like it, it needs he needs a little bit more polish if he's going to be a guy who's going to be able to carry guys in the ring. But like I say every week, and I, and and I probably say this ad nauseum, how do you get better? You got to go out there and perform. You have to go right. out and do it. What, but the problem is that one Billy Gunn, like you said, is a different style. It was nice. So uh, it was a nice nostalgic thing to see Billy out there, but. Uh, he wasn't the best uh, dance partner, but the, this was never supposed to be a marquee match. It was never supposed to be a, a match that we will remember. This was just another chicken heel getting the win over a Hall of Famer, and that's what it was. It, it, it was just to it's get just a, all the all the purposes of a rub. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. all it was, and, and, and that's what it was, and that's fine. I'm sorry for interrupting, but you look at the was. matches that. <laughs> Look at the matches that MJF has had. He has not had as much in in AEW. He's had some uh, had some good matches against Jungle Boy, uh, really. And the thing is, though, I look at that too. And Jungle Boy's had some very good matches one on one with Cody and some others. He had a great match with Cody, and again, Cody's on with the TNT title and doing all these different things. I, I can't remember Cody in AEW not having a bad match so far. So I'm just saying that I want to see MJF featured in a situation now where he's be able to carry the guy in the ring, not just Randy, in the story. One thing you just did, you just compared MJF mm-hmm. and Cody. One, Cody has been wrestling for how long? And you're, no, you're right. He's 24 years old. He's only been in the business for a couple of years, and he's, he is where he is. Cody probably started wrestling right around the time MJF was born. Exactly that, and then he finally left WWE, and he went to Ring of Honor. He went to Japan. He wrestled the Independence. He has the experience. It's hard for him to have a bad match at this point. It looks like he can sleepwalk through a match, and we'd still be into it. So I don't think it's a fair thing for you to 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 go and compare MJF and Cody. Now, uh, I think this is more. Uh, a comparison would be more to like early rock, like uh, we were just talking about. How do you get big? Sometimes you, you use this first. 
And uh, we just spoke about this, how The Rock used his mic skills before he was able to carry guys. And it looks, to me at least, because I do see a lot of potential in him. I see a ton of potential in him. He's going to get there. But, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he's been on a major promotion for, for a year. So expect him to start carrying guys a year in is unrealistic, in my opinion. And like I said, you're not going to get better unless you do this. And we yeah. have how many months of him not being able to be on the show because of a certain virus we won't mention anymore on this podcast because it's kind of depressing. Three months. Three months. So three months, that's that's uh, a year, <laughs> that's three months. And that terrible hangnail injury. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so come on. Cut him some slack, Randy. Following the match, we see Jurassic Express get into it with Wardlow and MJF on the outside. That leads to a brawl. Um, I guess one could expect that we see uh, the Jurassic Express uh, feuding with Wardlow and MJF, uh, maybe uh, around the time of Fighter Fest. Um, or maybe next week's Dynamite. It looks like they definitely set something up there. That led to a major brawl with a, a big pull of uh, pull apart. Uh, what did you guys think of this uh, part of the segment before we move on? It was what it was. It was just setting it up for the for the fighter fest. That, no more, no less. Was yeah. it spectacular? I, I don't think it was. I mean, it, it was run of the mill and, and it accomplished what it needed to accomplish in a timely manner. Yep, and, and not only that, but it kept uh, you know Luchasaurus is a very big fan favorite. It kept it keeps him part of the show, keeps him involved, puts him involved in a story. Sometimes you just need things uh, for guys to do on the roster, and I think this is exactly what that is. Oh yeah. Moving on, we had Cody. <laughs> And the TNT title open challenge. Um, so, uh, so we we knew they they made uh, news. Uh, they alluded to the fact that anybody, even outside of the promotion, uh, could come in and challenge for the TNT title, which I thought was pretty interesting. So, I'm wondering if we get some former WWE superstars to answer that challenge eventually, which I think we will. Um, say maybe in about. 30 days more, yeah. maybe. But uh, moving on, uh, we had Cody uh, defending the TNT title against Ricky Starks. So Ricky Starks is from NWA, former television champion. Uh, he says that he is the hottest free agent right now. Who knows? He might be. We might see more of him on the roster uh, going forward. Uh, a little bit more about him. He competed in uh, Japan, uh, Mexico, North America, held titles all over the world. So uh, he basically lived up to his reputation tonight, but in a losing def- uh, losing effort. But yeah, he wrestled a great match with Cody uh, back and forth. Um, he looks yell- uh, relatively young, uh, probably in his mid-20s. I don't really know too much about him outside of what, what I just said. Um, but what did you guys think of this match tonight? I, I thought we had a pretty good uh, TNT Open Challenge tonight. My only complaint was that Arn Anderson knew who Cody was facing before Cody did. And part of the mystique about the open challenge is that one, okay, we can have a couple of matches scheduled ahead of time, but I want to see some remember. And I hate, I hate myself and, and remember that I'm dying inside saying this. And I never thought I would say something like this, but remember when Cena did this, God, that like burnt my soul. It was great. Yeah. I'll digress. Anyway, 
Remember when Cena did this? Those were some of John Cena's best matches. Oh God! Why do you, why do you guys do this to me? Oh, I'm in a go on complete your thought position, but he didn't know who he was going to face. He just said, "Hey, come on out!" And they came out and they had a great match. I'm expecting more of that. Although I don't mind knowing ahead of time who who is going to uh, come. Like uh, we had uh, Mark Quinn. And we had um, who? Who do we have in the beginning? Oh, it was uh, Jungle Boy and then Mark Quinn. Yes, I, yes. I have no problem. The third week. Yeah, so this is the third week, and we 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 get Ricky. Uh, what is it, Ricky Stark? Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Stark. And uh, and we have Arn Anderson sitting there, going, "Hey, I I know this guy, and this is going to be the greatest thing for you." And blah blah blah. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why do you know who he's going to face? So that really threw me off a little bit, but the fact that it was a surprise to us kind of saved it because I, I I popped, you know, and I don't even know who Ricky Starks is. I had to look him up. My son knew him. And he was going nuts. He was like, "Oh my God, it's NWA guy, and he's a, he's a free agent." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I'm I'm gonna have to look this up." Apparently, he was the inaugural uh, TV champion in NWA. So. It was this must, have, this must have had to have been dating back to uh, the middle of last year. Yeah, when so WA started. Yeah, so he finished his uh, stint during the pandemic, and so he's a free agent now. And that to me is really cool. This is the free uh, a couple of free agents we've seen. Uh, we we saw Alex Cobb, uh, and uh, Cody said, "Hey, this is going to happen." And this is what I've been waiting for. I think I mentioned it last week. I want to see guys from outside, maybe <clears throat> Marty Skrull. Come and, uh, you know, just come in and challenge for this belt. Marty, uh, if you're listening to us, we want to see you on TV against Cody Rhodes. Yeah. We know you'll be listening. So Listen, I was heartbroken when Marty uh, re-signed with, with ROH, but this gives me hope that I will see him in an AEW ring. He, I mean, he showed up on, on uh, Being the Elite a couple of weeks ago. I have hope. So I, w- I was really excited with this match. And to me, the match was good. I enjoyed it. There were a couple of spots that were a little a little slippery, but again, I, I can deal with it. I wasn't gonna nitpick this one. I was just I was really just marking out honestly. I was like, wow, this is so awesome. Like somebody from outside. So one of the things I liked about it is it was different. And I, I I hate to say it, it's just I think we get conditioned sometimes to be disappointed when they say someone from the outside or something like that. I, I agree with you. I, I still have a very hard time with Arn Anderson fitting in with Cody Rhodes. It was booked it's, weird. I'm not a fan of it. Well, yeah. not, even, not even the thing being booked weird, just him being involved. I, I, I would much rather, I know Brandy's wrestling a little bit too. I know she was recently on dark and, you know, wrestling and stuff like that. I, I would prefer it just be, if Cody doesn't come out with Brandy, I'd rather him just come out alone. I'd, yeah, I, I, that, that's really my only complaint. We know they're married already. We don't need to see them out together all the time. Right. So I, I think my big thing with this is it was it was a fun match. Like M says, AEW is going to introduce us to some guys who are only going to be here for a cup of coffee and then disappear. But you know what, though? By doing that process, you might be finding some very hidden talent that's in NWA, that's in New Japan, that's in, you know, Ring of Honor. And like you guys have said about Marty, you know, Marty's got some clout where if he wanted to uh, make an appearance here and there, he can definitely do that. But well, I had, I, but as far as the match is concerned, this was 
if you this was a match where you just want to sit back and watch um and dare i say i know they had some reasonings for putting on best friends and inner circle at the end but if i would i actually like the idea of having the tnt championship closing the show yeah, yeah i mean it makes the um belt seem important yeah, it was a weird placement, honestly. I, I thought it would uh, close the show, but I think they wanted to shake it up, and, and I have no problem with that. Put it in the middle of the show, put it in the beginning of the show. Keep me guessing as to when it's going to happen. I have I have no problem with that. So we see Cody defeat Starks with the crossroads. Uh, a pretty good match, um, and uh, we'll see what we get next week. I believe they announced another TNT match. I think this is something he's going to be doing every week. Yeah, uh, all of this, which we know is leading to a match between Cody and Hager. Um, oh, please, and- no. <laughs> no. I, I, please no. I'm actually looking forward to that match. I think they can work well together. Come on, uh, they, 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 they actually they've worked uh, matches together. I'm sure many exactly. times. Yeah, they 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 came from the same company, but Randy, they know each other. You just said how Cody could make anybody look good, who 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 he could work with anybody, and then two seconds later, you're like, oh god, no, I don't want to see. I, that. You know, you know what it is with with this with Hager. It's yeah, you, there's certain guys you're just like, okay, yeah, he, he was what's his name in WWE, and it like. That stigma goes away with certain things. Hager to me is I still look at that Jack Swagger. Oh, come on. You can't look at him at Jack Swagger. What did what did Jericho say? That's dead and gone. That was a product of oh, bad creative. He said it, man. You gotta listen to him. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, Emma's right. I do remember that. Um yeah, Randy, to be honest, I, I do um, you know, when I Fresh see Jake start. Hager, uh, you know, I, I still think back to Jack Swagger. Uh, I think Hager has been presented uh, a little bit better uh, yes. here so he's far. Presented much better. Yeah, he's, um, he's he's being presented as a killer. And that's so right now he's kind of in the process. He's not out yet. He's yeah. not out yet, but he's in the process of uh, raising himself out of his grave. I, yeah, he's on his the way grave being WWE, the, the booking. So oh, yeah. he is in the process of digging himself out of that. His best promo is still with Jericho and the I am sorry thing, and Jericho couldn't yeah. say I'm sorry. And he's like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Moving on, we have the Young Bucks versus the Super Bad Squad with Penelope Ford. Uh, we see Butcher and the Blade interfering, allowing Jimmy Havoc to hit Matt Jackson. I believe it got the right Jackson, right? Uh, Matt Jackson with a, a wet floor sign, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Nick Jackson looks great coming off the hot tag tonight. He looked absolutely phenomenal. He was just uh, corner to corner uh, to the top rope uh, with a, a dive onto the outside, onto the, uh, the stage. We saw that little spot. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, I feel like we... Uh, haven't gotten uh, Young Bucks in the match in a few weeks, um, but uh, this was uh, pretty cool. Then we see uh, we see the Bucks get the win, uh, and then comes Butcher and the Blade jumping the Young Bucks from behind once again, and then the FTR, which who was already outside uh, in ringside, um, they had appeared um, in um, during a commercial uh, commercial break. Uh, so FTR comes to the save. So basically, we see a uh, like a four and four here. Um, it looks like they may be setting up a match uh, with the Young Bucks and FTR versus 
uh, I would say uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc, whom was already out there. And uh, Butcher and the Blade, what do you guys think of this? I think that's exactly where they're headed. And I, 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 they're going to drag this out. We're going to get, and, I, and I'm calling it. We're going to well, get eight of them. I don't think they have a match uh, for Fighter Fest. So yeah. they might very well do it then. Yeah. I, I, I or think next week. Uh, maybe next week, but uh, I hope they they hold off to Fighter Fest. But I, I honestly think that we're gonna get uh we're gonna get FTR and Young Bucks maybe at All Out, or uh, to personally, I think they should draw it out a little longer. Yes, you know, let it be this whole mutual respect thing, and uh, you know then then I I I say it, FTR has to have these belts. They are a amazing tag team they are not the same style as the young bucks but they're on the same level uh and that's saying a lot because uh, the young bucks are one of the greatest tag teams out there in this day and age so i i think they have to clash at some point and and i'm gonna lose my mind watching it and uh i'm gonna pop big time when that does uh take place Listen, anything, anytime the young bucks are in the ring, I'm usually watching and I'm in, and I'm enjoying the match. Sabian and Havoc are, are, are a fun team, but you, they feel like they're like the, the, the I don't say the jobber team, but they're the team that they're sort of being thrown out there as the victims mm-hmm. to. And look, I like FTR. I, we, 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 we praise them so much on this show already on how the, the, them versus the bucks is going to be awesome. I personally would like to see that match get pushed out a little bit longer. Yes, uh, I agree. Yeah. November. Yeah, That's I think that's. Yeah, I, I think want to see I FTR think, more matches. The thing is, though, I can. They're still working out their contract situation. They're working on a handshake deal. They want to get a long term deal. It's not that they're not going to get the deal done. It's just when I think. Yeah, it's just when, and I think you want to make sure they're solidified in before you give them the belts and you say that this this is the team we're going to back. You know, make the commitment to the company so the company can make the commitment to you. Definitely. And, uh, and that's, and I think that's what we're working on here. And they're teasing it, which is awesome. And I think that the Young Bucks and the FTR can just be able to tear the house down. And not only the, with the Bucks, but I'm looking to see them against the, the Lucha Brothers and start yes. looking at them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, give, give yeah, us this. I want to see FTR in a few matches. I want to see them, like, not necessarily go through every single tag team, I, I, but I want to see them go through a couple tag teams before getting to the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's got to get that build going. And not only that, and I'm glad that the Butcher and the Blade are getting some some airtime and getting involved with this tier. They're great, but 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 they're 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 great. But at the same time, they've lost so much steam. Where they need, they too need a little bit of a rub and a little bit of a push here to keep their value high. And I feel right now they're being used as pawns, just like Havoc and Sabian in this whole entire situation. Look, you have a very deep tag team division. You're a private party who's not even not even wrestling consistently on Dynamite. I know they're just getting back into the uh the the, the swing of things. They have you know the best friends. You have Oh look, yeah. L- we'll talk about that you, later. You have you have you have LAX who or I'm sorry, pr- uh, Proud ah, and Power Proud and you. Dark Order. Yeah. You have your yeah, 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 Proud and Powerful who have not even not even on the show tonight. So there are a lot of tag teams here and it's the best tag you know, team d- division in the business right now. Oh yeah, definitely. But my, but my big, my big thing right now is you have to make sure if you're, 
you're using these tag teams in a, in a way that's going to be their strength. And I feel since we were discussing earlier, since the Butcher and the Blade lost to Cody and Darby Allen, I feel like they've been the victims for everybody else and not having the success they need. And now losing Allie sort of takes away a little bit of their, uh, their mystique a little bit too. See, but I think that they'll come back to that. They're not going to let us uh, hang for too long. I think that they'll start gaining momentum. Right now, they're just the fall guys. Unfortunately, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do the job. Uh, they they probably drew the sh- short straws, and uh, they got to they got to go through it. And I never really saw them being major players. I, I never saw a championship gold in, in their future. I, I, I think uh, I, I know that one of them is a, a bassist for a band that uh, Tim likes. Uh, so he he does that. He does a lot of touring. But he's very dedicated. I'll give him that. I think he even missed a tour date to be at a Dynamite taping, which was interesting because I really thought that he was going to you know, go with his band, that that was more important. So there's a lot of dedication to wrestling, and uh, it, it, it's really cool. So I think that eventually they'll get back with Ali, and they'll probably start to feud with the Nightmare, uh, the Nightmare family. And that's when we'll see them gain a little more momentum. They'll probably beat Nightmare Family on their way up the, the, the ladder. Right now, they're on the bottom, unfortunately. And somebody's got to be at the bottom. Um, and uh, uh, Hybrid 2 haven't been seen, and they were at the bottom previously. So I think, I think they live out of the country. So we, we probably won't be seeing them for a little bit. So... That's that's the state that we're in. They they got a they got a job for a little bit, and that's probably why we we have uh, Havoc and Kip Sabian as the tag team just to take over uh, Hybrid Two's spot too. But I could be wrong. This AEW tag team division is very stacked, and when it's too stacked, then you run into uh, an issue where. Well, these guys are the bottom tag team with the worst record, but they're so good, and they should be on top. But you can say that for five other tag teams in that division. You can't have everybody all at the top. There's only one team that can have the, uh, those titles right now, which is why they'll probably introduce the six-man tag titles eventually that we can suspect. But um, this is a, a good problem to have, though. The, the uh, tag team divisions in other federations are, you know, they're, they're lucky if they have three tag teams in each brand right now. Yeah, the tag team division. On uh, one brand, you only see two tag teams going out every single week in some kind of shenanigan contest. Uh, same thing in the other brand. You get at, at, at best just three or four tag teams. Didn't very, we, very thin. Didn't we get a cinematic match? You know, those matches that I absolutely uh love so much out of nowhere yeah there was a cinematic match it with ninjas listen i love ninja with ninjas but not and, a, and a seven foot ninja showed up too uh, exactly well so and they, he was on raw too as well next topic please <laughs> <laughs> well you can get my drift though the AEW tag team division is that's very great. deep yeah so that's a good problem to have they just gotta you know um just make every tag team feel important. Yeah, there's a yeah. way you could do that. You know, wins help, but just make them important. I, uh, I think for a while, Butcher and the Blade were getting momentum, and then the tag team division kept on growing and growing oh. and growing. And best friends started getting momentum. They were there the whole time during the quarantine. So, 
Yeah, that definitely helps. Being present in the moment definitely helps. But one of the uh, things I noticed before we go on to the next uh, the next match was that uh, even though they lost to uh, FTR last last week, they they still look strong. It's not well, like yeah, that part of it. Yes, rolled, and that's yeah. one of the things I enjoy about AEW is that they try to make everybody look strong, even though we know, like I say every week, we know they're about to lose, but. They didn't lose horribly. It know? was a great match. It yeah. was it was, it was a better. good contest. I feel like it went uh, to a better part of fifteen to twenty minutes nonstop, which was awesome. So you can always look at it like, hey, it's a cold streak, you know, like it's not our time right now. Before we continue on to the main event and talk about the tag team division, um, any of you guys just wanted to remind you uh, to uh, follow us on Google. Uh, iTunes and um, Spotify. Uh, if you can't watch, uh, just a reminder that we are available on all those platforms. We'd like to thank you guys. Also, uh, a rub to Back Sports page. You can also find our content on there, along with other sports talk and interviews and the latest news and M from Level One Games. If uh, you have any video game questions, uh, recommendations, M is your guy. And we we do have to talk about, um, I, I got to figure out if I want to get the new Xbox X series or the new PS5. I'm with the X series, so. Okay. I'm, I, I honestly don't even know. Honestly, I think uh, my decision is going to be uh, who, <laughs> how many huh? of the most people buy. <laughs> like, if I know more people buying PS5 than the Xbox oh. out of like the group of friends, then that might very well help me uh, make my choice there. So we'll have to see how that goes. But you can also follow us on Twitter at uh, uh, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast at Deep Six W. You can follow us there on our also on our Facebook page, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcasts. And um, moving on, we got the main event. Um, kind of continuing along with the talks of the tag division. Our main event tonight was Best Friends versus Jericho and Sammy Guevara and our number one contender. Match for the tag titles. We see the best friends get the win here. No mention of Mike Tyson, by the way. Not yet. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be any kind of progression there. Uh, maybe they'll wait till next week or Fighter Fest. Um, they could very well be building the all out, so it might be a, a slow uh, a slow burn over the next couple of weeks as far as that goes. But uh, after the match, we see the cameraman hop onto the ring apron. Um, and then uh, we see that is Orange Cassidy. He uh, looks pretty good from that beatdown that he received last week. Uh, looked like he didn't even have a scratch on him. He attacks Jericho in the ring and knocks him out with the Superman punch. Uh, and we see Orange standing tall at the end of the show. He was um, angry. It looks like, oh yeah, yeah, he was. He 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 was he was no. There was no nothing comedic about him tonight. Uh, he was in there. Uh, he was uh, very serious. It seems like Orange Cassidy is being featured pretty well now. Um, yeah, uh, I stole the joy of life. Did I steal the joy of life, or did them steal uh, the joy? That, of life? that would be me. I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway. We see Orange Cassidy being uh, pretty, uh, pretty well featured here. I, I, I think, I think uh, AEW is uh, reacting to the fact that their ratings are one of the highest, if not the highest, 
during the parts of the shows where Orange Cassidy is on air. Having said that, why not see what you got with Orange Cassidy in the main event segment? See what he can do. Yeah, definitely. And I have a feeling that at the very least, he will grab, have a great match with Jericho. And Jericho may very well put him over. What do you guys think? I think so, but you I, know that match is happening soon. Oh yeah, that's a they they announced it for Fighter Fest already. So that that that's official, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the cameraman he's the one that cost uh, Sammy the match. Yeah. I thought I was getting ready to say, I was like, "Come on, uh, you're doing this to my boy Sammy." I'm not ha- I'm not happy seeing that, but the match was good. Uh, it was it was physical like usual. Uh, and it progressed the storyline with the best friends and, and inner circle, which was good. Uh, obviously, I didn't like uh, Sammy taking the fall, but somebody's got to take the fall, and it, it wasn't going to be Jericho. Uh, then uh, if he did, then the, the match between him and Orange wouldn't be as exciting. But uh, I, I thought it was good. Um, I, as soon as he, he tripped them, I'm like, that's Orange Cassidy with yep. the camera, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that from a while away. I was like, oh, come on, man. So I, I, I liked it. It was, it was enjoyable. And it was a good way to, to finish off the match. I, I like how Jericho, he cowered away from uh, Orange, and Orange just pounded him right in the face. So it, it was good. It really put him over. I liked it too, and you you were waiting for like that spot where Jericho or Sammy were both in the ring, and everyone's just waiting for Cassidy at some point because you knew he's not oh, just yeah. gonna sit around doing nothing. And the cameraman spot was cool; it was it was original. And I, that, I don't want to say original, but it was it, it's something I haven't seen. It's something I haven't seen in a long time, and it was it was fun. And one of the things that you just said before too, with uh, it was him costing him the match, costing them the match. I I really like the character of Cassidy and his nonchalantness. And like uh, Keith um, Elliot Greenberg said on my show that Cassidy is that character. He tries to very rarely break character when he's not doing, you know, out in public and stuff like that. And him and versus Jericho, it makes sense because if you look at their stars, Cassidy is one of the most popular guys and he doesn't even go into the ring. He doesn't really say much. I remember if you guys remember during Double or Nothing, they had the whole uh, ladder match and he's like, how do I win this thing? You got to go up the ladder. And he, and he just felt so depressed because he had to go do work. He he stood on top of the ladder. It was, it was laying flat. He's an over character. And what do you do with an over character? You put it with one of your best heels. And I think Jericho has gotten to the point, and this is where M... And I will probably uh, disagree on this, but I think Jericho is now at a point where he does not need that championship belt to be relevant. He is a big enough star and a big enough draw where he can go into a feud with somebody and not not have the belt be a major priority. See, Randy, you disappoint me. I thought you were going to give me something to disagree about. And then you (laughs) get back and it's like, God I, I gotta agree with you, man. I'm I'm upset now. What are you doing to me, man? Like I was I was really looking forward to like battling with words. I was like, yes, I'm, I'm unsheathing my sword, and here you are saying something that makes sense. Come on, Randy. No, I totally agree. I mean, Jericho doesn't need a title at the moment, and any rivalry that he has, he elevates to the next level. And this is another one, man. You we're having a marquee match with Orange Cassidy. And Jericho, 
no title involved, and that's happening when at Fighter Fest, when every title is being defended, and that's what they're, right. they're they're advertising the most is hey, every title is being defended, and what is on there? Orange Cassidy and Jericho. So it's something that the people want to see, man. It goes I, to sh- it goes to show there's uh, there's depth on this roster. Yeah, definitely. you don't have to have Jericho in a title match, and this is uh, helping elevate Orange Cassidy, which is awesome. Exactly, and this he, is good. Lot, lot. But we did. Oh, oh, sorry, we didn't. We didn't talk on one thing. I, I particularly care. Uh, I, I particularly don't care to spend too much time on it at all. But just to throw it out there, um, what did you guys think of the Brian Cage, uh, John Moxley promos uh, before we go off the air tonight? Oh, me right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You look like you wanted to take over. I'll let. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll go take over. I, Taz, Taz and Moxley's promos were great. Cage sounded terrible. Cage sounded terrible. I thought I wouldn't go that. Far. I wouldn't go that far. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I, I heard better. Yeah, yeah I heard better. The, I wouldn't say it was like really bad. It was I okay. just thought. I think Taz speaking and Cage just shaking his head. Yes, is in this situation is probably the right call. No, that, see now you give me something, Randy. <laughs> I, I, I totally disagree because no. the thing is that Cage can speak. All right, he can't speak like Taz, but few can can speak like Taz. Yeah, but you're missing the the big picture here, though. First off, Moxley's promo was awesome. In Moxley's Moxley. In Moxley, well, the thing is though, you have, you still have to give credit where credit is due. Moxley's no, promo was awesome. You know what it is? Cage can talk. But the problem is when you ha- when you're with a great talker with Taz, and I think that's where my problem is. Exactly. You have you you have you have you have filet mignon over here, and you're sitting there saying, "Yeah, let's go with the sandwich steaks over here too." Uh, but you got to yeah. look at it like a, a an actual meal. All right, you got yeah. the steak, and then you have the mashed potatoes. All right, well, I, do, you, do you not eat the mash, mashed potatoes because they're lesser? In your opinion, than the steak? No, you eat, you eat both, right? That's your your whole meal, and that's what this is. You right? have George, you have you have George Clinton over here, and you have the Funkadackles or Funkadelics over here. We do one Clinton. of the. Fun- <laughs> Killing me, man. Next thing you gonna, oh, we have Dave Matthews over here, and I like no. truly great. Ma- <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I I I purposely went with George Clinton. In the yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if if you know that Taz is right now cutting all these great promos, just let let him do it. You know, he's what I mean? like and, the he's like the MVP of Raw right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's just, but just like thing, you, you just can't. like just like Paul, just like Paul Heyman with Lesnar. You don't need Lesnar to talk. You just need Paul Heyman to to talk See, but, for you. But this is not Paul Heyman, I and mean, this is not Lesnar. This guy can speak. Lesnar can't. <laughs> Let, please don't beat me up. Like I, I'm a chicken shit heel, so I don't well, fight. <laughs> I just, I just, I just remember, I just remember though, if you back in WWE when Lesnar first came back and Heyman was not with him, was just, and and and, and Lauren Ice was with him, that Brock went back to Vince and he said, "You should never put a microphone in my hand, yeah. never bring it again." No, that, that I totally agree with. It. You don't want to put a, a microphone in front of uh, Lesnar and go, oh, "Hey, cut a promo." But this is not Lesnar. The guy can speak. He just can't speak on the level of, of, of Taz. Let him learn from Taz. Let him uh, start to, right. to spread his wings a little. I don't think we should shut him up completely, though. 
Right. Well, I think that's fine. It's like, you know, you just got to learn. Like I, I said, you got to go out there and do it. You learn by doing my friend. You learn there by you doing. All righty guys. Well, listen, that about closes it for tonight. Um, there's really nothing much to cover. We've covered it all. This has been uh, a pretty, uh, you know, long week doing shows for the last five days, but uh, that's what happens on pay-per-view weeks. And we do it for you guys, for you fans that are watching and that are listening. It's all for you. It's not for us. It's for you. It's a little for me. And, 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 you know, I was about to say that. It's a little bit for me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, those of you that are watching, we want to thank you so much for uh, hopping on tonight. The couple of you guys that were on, uh, for those who are about to listen, make sure make sure you follow us uh, on our podcast. But most importantly, make sure you follow us, like, and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channels because – you will have instant access to our live post shows, our prediction shows, uh, right at the drop of a dime. And you won't have to wait for the podcast to come out um, if you are that anxious, that is. But uh, we try to bring you the best content that we possibly can. And Em and Randy, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. Uh, you guys are awesome as always. Uh, love you guys. And um, yes. So to those watching and listening, we will be back Monday night with a post show uh, with uh, Jay Cooper, Pern Dog, and we'll be back here and Randy next Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how the week lays out. And uh, well, to everybody, you guys. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. We, am I shouting? I'm, I'm reading our comment thread on our YouTube that we have private thread. Uh, shout out to Level One Games, of course. Woo-woo. Make sure you hit M up. Uh, and uh, Randy from Back Sports Page. Uh, also, special thank you to Living the Gimmick Podcast that allows us to uh, post uh, our content on their podcast page, which is awesome. Uh, they they want to see us grow. We want to thank you guys so much for that. And uh, well, that's enough. I'm getting a little long winded here. Uh, to those of you watching and listening, thank you so much, and have a great night. Yeah. <laughs>